Hi, good morning everyone. My name is Albert from the Perk Seventh-day Adventist Church. First of all, I'd like to say greetings to you and a happy new year 2022. It's been a long journey. During the last year, we've been going through a lot of circumstances with the challenges, especially with this COVID-19. But we thank God who is faithful enough to lead us all the way through our circumstances and challenges as we reach another new year. We don't know what this year holds for us, but we know the one who knows the future. Amen. So this uh, week's lesson, uh, this quarter's lesson is another very interesting lesson as we, we, will, we will study through it. I was asked to do this week's study entitled The, the Message of Hebrews. Right before we begin, I'd like to begin, uh, start with a word of prayer, and I want to invite you to join me as I pray. Awesome God, we want to acknowledge you and thank you this morning for your blessings and your love and your guidance throughout the past year 2021. It's a rough journey. We've been through a lot, but we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for giving all your promises towards us. As you said in your word, God is not a man that he should lie. You are faithful to keep your promise. And even though sometimes we are faithless, you are always faithful. And we want to acknowledge you and thank you, Lord, as we have another message for us throughout this quarter. Lord, I pray the same way you guide the minds of the prophets who write it. Lord, guide my mind as I read it and everyone who listen, so that we can all be blessed the same way, by the same inspiration. Thank you, awesome God. And I pray that you will give me the spirit of humility, that may I decrease and Christ increase through your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we have two questions to ask uh, before we, we begin our study. The first question, who was the book of Hebrew written to? And the next question is, why was it written for? A Jewish document written a few decades after Hebrews around 100 AD contains a prayer. All this I have spoken before you, O Lord, because you have said that it was for us that you created this world. And now, O Lord, be all these nations which are reputed as nothing over us and devour us. But we, your people, whom you have called your firstborn, only begotten sealers for you and most dear, have been given into your hands. James H. Charles Wood, The Old Testament, Volume, page 1, New York, 1983, page 536. The readers of Hebrew probably felt something similar. If we were God's children, why were we going through so much sufferings in our lives? Paul wrote Hebrews to strengthen the faith of the believers amid their trials. He reminded them and us ourselves that the promise of God will be fulfilled through Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of, of the Father, who will soon take us home. In the meantime, Jesus meditate, meditates the Father's blessings to us. So we need to hold fast to our faith until the end. When Stephen was stoned to death, he said in Acts, 55, verse, uh, Acts 7, verse 55, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of the Lord and saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Jesus is our King, our Savior, and our mediator in heaven. Now this is beautiful because when Stephen, on his, on his stoning, he looked up to heaven before he, he died, he saw Jesus, not sitting down, but standing up at the right hand of God. 
So we can see that this is enough to tell us that Jesus is our mediator in heaven and Jesus is not silent about all our struggles we go through in this world. Jesus is up in heaven mediating for us but helping us to go through all circumstances that this life in this world is throwing at us. The main point of Hebrew is that Jesus is the ruler who is seated at the right hand of the Father. That is Hebrews um, 8 verse 1. It says, now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a true tabernacle which the Lord erect and not man. As God, Jesus was always been the ruler of the universe. But when Adam and Eve sinned, Satan became the ruler of this world. That is John uh, 12 31 says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. John 16 verse 11 says, Because the ruler of this world is judged. Jesus, however, came and defeated Satan at the cross, recovering the, the right to rule those who accept him as the Savior. So families, Satan was cast out in heaven. He came and he deceived Adam and Eve, and now he claims to be, to be the ruler. Of the universe. Therefore, in Colossians 2, verse 13 and 15, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out all the unwriting of the requirements that was against you, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. That is Colossians 2, verse 13 to 15. So we see that Jesus came and he, 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 he overcome the power of the devil on the cross and he made us to be more than conquerors to overcome the devil. The first two chapters of Hebrews focuses especially on the inauguration of Jesus as king. All right? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 to 14. Just bear with me as I'll find this verse and I'll read from my Bible. Hebrews 1, verse 5 to 14. For, for to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him, and of the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. As Scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdoms. You have loved righteousness and aided lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Your Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will grow old like a common, like a clock you will fold them up and they will be changed but you are the same 
and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? You are not all ministers, ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Jesus then is the legitimate, legitimate ruler of this earth, engaged in war with Satan, our usurper for our allegiance. Jesus conquered the devil three times, friends. I want us to, 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 to go through this. Jesus conquered the devil three times. The first time, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 7, the Bible says, then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was, he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. All right, so we see that the first war that Jesus, Michael himself, which is Jesus, conquered the devil in heaven, and the devil lost his place. All right, the Bible says that he was cast down to earth. All right, and the second time that Michael, Jesus, conquered the devil is when Satan came and deceived our first parents, Adam and Eve. And then God came and pronounce deliverance in Genesis 3 verse 15. God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and, and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Here we see that God pronounced deliverance from the beginning when God, when Satan deceived our very first parents. All right. So there is a rescue on its way. When God pronounced that, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. It is the first and the beginning of a long line of prophecies concerning the Messiah, the promised Savior of the world that was fulfilled in Matthew 1 verse 20 to 22. The Bible says, but after he had bonded these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife. The, the one for the one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give him a name, Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. Now, families, we see this Jesus was the fulfillment of the promises of, of Genesis 3.15 when God said to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman. All right, Jesus conquered Satan. All right, in Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20, the Bible says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end. Families, we see that when Satan deceived our parents, our world became a victim of all the circumstances of problems that we are studying in the book of Hebrews. But we see that Jesus came and fulfilled the deliverance pronounced by God in Genesis 3.15 that God says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, he will grasp your head and you will strike his heel. So now we see that it's fulfilling in Jesus, the fulfillment of rescue that Jesus came. And, and I say amen to this. 
right in Luke chapter 10, verse 18, he replied, this is what Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to tremble on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Wow, that's powerful. All right, we see that when Jesus sent out the 72, they came back after their ministry reporting to Jesus. Even Satan or the devil listened to us. But Jesus said, yes, I have given you power. All right, power to tremble upon snakes and scorpions. All right. And, and then he said, but do not rejoice that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice that your names were written in heaven. Now we see that Jesus here, is, he, he came on a rescue mission. All right. He came and take the power from the devil who claims to be the prince of the world. Now Jesus has given us that privilege back to each one of us. All right. Not only that we have the power with us, us right with us right now. We have to believe that we are someone special. We are someone with authority. Not only the privilege that we can enjoy to overcome the power of evil around us, but also that our names are written in heaven because Jesus made everything possible that we can be in heaven with him. Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth. All right? All right? Jesus says, all power in heaven and on earth. All right? From earth, from who? From the devil who claims to be the prince of the earth. I also give you, now I have taken that power, I give that power back to you, to us, to tremble upon snakes and scorpions. Also rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, friends, I want to make this point clearly before I finish. Friends, in the beginning, God gave us a privilege. In Genesis 1, 26, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground, all the creeping things. All right? So when God created us from the beginning, God gave us a privilege, a power, that we must rule over the earth. Unfortunately, Satan came and took that power and that privilege away from us. But what I want to take us to take note of is this. Jesus says we must rule over everything, including the creeping things. All right? Jesus says, I, uh, the, the, mess, the Bible verse we read before, when Jesus said in, in Luke chapter, chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus says, I have given you authority to tremble on snakes and scorpions. All right? So in Genesis 26, God says, I give you authority to rule all the livestock and all the wild animals, including the gripping things. And I can, see, I can refer this to the power of the devil. All right. So you and me have a special privilege that we lost when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. But Jesus came and he conquered the devil on the cross. And Jesus says, I give this authority that has been given to me from earth and in heaven. I give it back to you. We are privileged friends. We are trusted with responsibilities. The gripping things is referring to Satan. The Bible says we are not fighting against flesh and blood families, but against spiritual forces of darkness. And we can't fight it with our human flesh. We will be killed. Only Jesus can help us with his Holy Spirit. Now families, I want to, to, to make a point. Remember how God created us. The Bible says that God collect dust and he created us. When Satan deceived our parents, God cursed the devil and he said, you will eat what? 
you will eat dust for the rest of your lives. Families, when we don't understand our privilege and authority that Jesus has given to us, we become the devil's food. Because remember, you and me are created from dust. And God says to Satan that the dust will be your food. If we fight alone, families, we become the devil's food. Because he eat dust and we become his food. He is a loser and we will be a loser as well. I said before, no one wants to lose in any point. Jesus is the winner of it all. Come to Jesus. Come just as you are. Families, friends, don't wait until you are perfect before you come to him. Just come now. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And finally, I mentioned before, there's three times that Jesus conquered the devil. When war broke out in heaven, when Michael and his angel fought against him, he lost his place. And then he came and deceived our parents in the garden. And God pronounced that rescue. And it was fulfilled in Jesus on the cross. And finally, Revelation 20, verse 7 to 10. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breath of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the, and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast out into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Families, that is the final destruction of the devil. In Luke chapter 10, verse, 1, verse 20, 21 to 22, Jesus says, When a strong man fully harmed, God's his house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him and takes away the armor in which the man entrusted and divided up his, his spoils. How can we draw comfort, especially amidst trials? From knowing that Jesus is the ruler of the universe families. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 1 says, Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The, the majesties in the heavens. A truth, the, pan, the panacle which the Lord erected and not man. Families, this verse tells us that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of our Father in heaven. Thus the main point of Hebrews is to show us that by his life and the death of Jesus, Jesus successfully answered all of Satan's accusations and questions against the government of God. Thus once and for all, winning the great controversy over God's character and government as a result. All heaven is celebrating Jesus' victory. In Philippians 2 verse 10 to 11 says, And so in honor of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below, or under the earth, will fall on their knees and will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Families, the Bible says that all beings in heaven, on earth, and in the world below or under the earth will proclaim, will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, including the devil, will confess that yes, Jesus definitely is the Lord and the Savior of the world. My friends, I want to remind you, Satan will not be able to move you out 
if you come to Jesus today, if you come to Jesus now, my challenge to you is this. All of us like to be on the winning side. No one wants to be a loser. No one wants to be in the losing side. Jesus is the winner. The Bible tells us clearly, will you come to Jesus today? Will you come? Because Jesus is the winner after all. Amen. If you say yes. Friends, Jesus loves you so much. And he has done everything possible to save you. Even his death on the cross. And that is only what love can do. That's why it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Friends, what more could Jesus done and do for us? He came. He gave up his life. He gave us his, his kingdom in heaven. He came to die for you and for me. My friends, you have made the right choice. And you will never regret your decisions that you are making right now. I want to leave this message with you in Hebrews 8.37. It says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. My friends, I want to leave you with this verse, that nothing, even death, even life, or angels, or principalities, or powers, or, or anything beneath height or depth, will be able to separate you from that love of God. I praise God for your commitment that you have given your life to Jesus. It is my prayer that God will guide you as you journey this new year 2022. We don't know what this year will hold for us, but we know the one that he, he made this promise that nothing will be able to move you. And that is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.